is Monday, February 19th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. A record NBA All-Star game. And two upsets in the top 25. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. The Eastern Conference puts up 211 points in a basketball game. Damian Lillard becomes the first player to double dip on All-Star Weekend since Michael Jordan. And down goes Purdue. What is the Vegas lead here, Scott? We we have to talk about the NBA All-Star Game, AJ, because, and by the way, welcome back. Uh, we missed you here on Straight thank Out of you, Vegas AM. Fez and, AJ, uh, Fez and RJ were uh, holding down the fort, but... You know, talking a lot of smack about you, man. I got to be honest. It's uh, yeah, Listen, well, I'm well, used to it. <laughs> nah, they were great. Uh, but we're happy to have you back. And uh, we, we need to talk about this All-Star game because the betting markets went wild on All-Star Sunday in the NBA. So let me catch you up on, on where things started. The total of the game opened up at 364 and a half. And Fezzik last week was talking to us both on Strata Vegas AM and on the Dream Preview about how there was a real West Coast, East Coast split on the All-Star game. The books on the East Coast were hit with under money. And so they were posting numbers like 362 and a half or 363 and a half. Whereas the books here in Vegas were posting the 364s, you know, and, and upwards of those of those numbers. It went down on we're just talking just Sunday morning by itself at BetMGM alone from 364 and a half at open to 363 and a half at in the afternoon AJ it went to 356 and a half 355 and a half and then 353 and a half this is still with 66% of the money on the over but just everybody hammering the under and I don't underst- I didn't understand this because we talked about it last week with Fezzik. There was no Elam ending. For those who don't know what that is, there's no target score. In the past couple of years, in an effort to make the All-Star game more entertaining, they introduced the target score, which, you know, they did it in honor of Kobe. They added 24 points to the team after three quarters, and that's all they had to get in the fourth quarter to win the game. That obviously lends itself to the under because you know that you're capped off at a maximum of what 47 points in the fourth quarter right well no it depends on how many points the other team is losing by yeah but the winning the winning team only needs 24 points to win the losing team needs to you know get whatever that target score is but anyway you know you're not going to get a ton of points in the fourth quarter so i would understand betting the under but they got rid of that this year there was no target score. And Will Hill, good good friend of the program, he tweeted at me, the case for the under was, was Adam Silver being adamant that he wanted the players to take it more seriously. 
So he wanted them to actually play defense. And I guess the betters took that as gospel because they <laughs> ran to the books and started hammering the under. Well, of course, they're going to do whatever Adam Silver said because he's the boss. So they've got to do that, right? Please. They're, 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 he, these players realize that Adam Silver is lucky they show up. <laughs> you know, uh, they're there to have fun. And you could tell watching the game, it was fun. Now, what I will say is this. I think when you talk when you start talking about these totals being in the three sixties or whatever, mm-hmm. it's hard to have a good feel for what's realistic and what's not. It, it's it's one thing like when we you know when you talk about an NFL total and it's like when the when the line when the totals at you know forty you feel like you've got a good idea of how that game could go. In a real NBA game, a regular season NBA game, you know, when he gets up in the 220s, 230s, it's mm-hmm. like, man, that's a that's a high total. Who knows? When you're talking about numbers like this, I mean, it, it could easily finish on 20, 30 points on either side of the total. And it's not really that crazy of a thought. It's a very it's got to be a very inefficient and, you know, market. And I think these these books had to just go based on what their action looked like i know normally they feel like they've got a good idea of what the what the number should be i can't imagine many books had a great idea of what the number on this game should have been but i can't imagine because with with that much percentage and we know the public bets the overs and so with all that all those bets coming in on the over i can't imagine like why a book would then say oh we have too much liability here on it like we're gonna lower the under because we have too much like no you're right and 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 listen it could have just been follow the leader we see that in in, a lot in sports there could have just been one better or uh one syndicate that hit the under somewhere and that better or betters are respected so much that that one book lowered their market drastically and everyone else played follow the leader and that could have been what happened but the fact that this number dropped you know double digit points from where it opened and it lands 397 points uh, the under betters have egg on their face yeah, and I mean, listen, everybody had egg on their face. If let's like, if you thought the the under was even realistic, you looked silly, and you you pretty much knew that by by halftime. You knew you by the probably, first quarter there was over a hundred points scored in the first quarter. Yeah, you you could tell where this thing was headed. So, uh, but that said, I I'm with you. I'm kind of perplexed knowing that the the book was going to get action towards the over why they felt the need to push but I, I don't know I, I think you're right I guess it was some some sharp and once one sharp says hey this is the way to go you see what the market does the problem is like you can you can say like well the NBA betting market knows and, and often you know the NBA and the NFL especially the betting market does generally know what's going on but this isn't an NBA game this was a this is an exhibition match and this is supposed this to be, be an exhibition if you thought this was going to be anything like a real NBA game and like somehow the like the the betters thought that this was going to be a real NBA game, well the the first guy who thought it was a fool, but the guys who followed him were even more foolish. Yeah, and you know when you think about it, um everyone is upset now about how the M- the All-Star game plays out. They're trying to find ways to fix it. 
we know that all-star games in sports just don't work. Uh, baseball's the only one that does because it's the closest thing to an actual game that you're going to get. The NFL did away with the Pro Bowl. They now have the Pro Bowl games and a flag football event. Hockey has a three-on-three tournament now. Uh, the NBA All-Star Saturday night, which that was terrible to watch also. I mean, the only <laughs> thing worth watching was the Steph Curry, Sabrina Ionescu three-point shootout, and we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. But All-Star Saturday night's the only thing you want to watch more so than the All-Star game. That's the bigger event. That's what attracts all the eyeballs. The NBA All-Star game is just a glorified scrimmage. It's stupid. Like, the, I don't know what can make it, you know, better. Um, I, they've tried USA versus the world. They've tried, you know, different things. They tried I, the I schoolyard pick. Remember the... Uh, yeah, the they tried the draft and stuff. I just... I don't know what it is. I think maybe you can, maybe you just expand the skills competition and and expand the all-star Saturday night and to make it more all encompassing and not just like the dunk contest or whatever, but make, you know, have more events that involve, you know, the LeBrons of the world. But I, I, I honestly, I don't know the answer. I don't know if there is an answer. I don't know if I want there to be an answer to me. I, I didn't care for it. I had the over. I, I had it last week at a bad number, I guess, because of the way it closed. <laughs> but it's still cashed. So happy about that. There, there's a couple of things. Like I was just watching the game. I, I was there were some things I saw that I enjoyed just as a viewer, as a casual NBA viewer. Like there was a there was a play where uh, it, it was Luke, no, not Luke. It was Jokic, and I don't remember who else it was. But they were they basically went the length of the floor without dribbling. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like volley passing to each other. And then uh, Jokic passed it off at the very end and someone else dunked. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then there was a play where Tyrese Halliburton went behind his back and like he let go of the ball and he stuck back his other elbow and used his (laughs) elbow to to send the pass the opposite way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, okay, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's fun to watch, especially during an actual game. But Again, if you're if you're watching it expecting for an NBA basketball game to break out, mm-hmm. it, it's not going to happen. So, I, I think it's and maybe for guys like me who just are like very very casual NBA watchers, it's fun. But I, I guess if you take the sport seriously, you're probably like kind of the old man get off my lawn. What what is this yeah. garbage? Well, Damian Lillard is the MVP of the game. He scored 39 points, ball hog. And, two half-court uh, half shots. <laughs> he joined Michael Jordan uh, from 1988 as the only other player in NBA history to win both the NBA All-Star Game MVP and an event on All-Star Saturday night. Jordan famously won the dunk contest in 88 and Damian Lillard on Saturday night won the three point contest. So putting him in the same category as Jordan for that category is a cool moment for Damian Lillard. But speaking of all-star Saturday night, AJ, to me, it was all about the Sabrina Unescu Steph Curry shootout. And last week, if you listen to the dream preview and SOBAM, we had multiple bets on that event, including a scoop. Yes. Scoops or two scoops are always fun. We had the best bet that I gave out was the over 45 and a half of the combined score. 
And I said, you know, I talked, there might have been a little conspiracy theory, whatever, you know, thinking like maybe soft rims or all that stuff, because the NBA wanted it to be a show, right? They sure. wanted both of them to put up a show. But also, if you just looked at the history of how both of them participated in their, in their respective three-point contests, plus the, those deep-range starry shots, you knew it was going to be a, a good performance. So the over 45 and a half was my best bet. And then Fez, RJ, and I started you know, workshopping how we could bet this thing. And we saw, you know, BetMGM had good odds on Sabrina over 20 and a half for her score. And then Steph to win the event, it was like minus 220. And her score was like minus 130, whatever it was. And we manufactured this, you know, back of the napkin, Fez style, about how we could uh, bet both and at worst split the bets. Because if you look at the history of both their performances, especially Steph Curry, the only way to lose both bets is if Sabrina would have won 20 to 19, like 19, 18. And there was no way that Curry was going to be that bad in a three point contest to only get 19 points. So at the very worst, we felt that she would might go under and Curry would win. But if she goes over, Right. Then or like if she wins, I was going to say if she wins and you lose the curry bet, well, then she clearly goes over 20 and a half points. And what happens? We scoop. She had 26 points. Curry had 29. He wins. She goes over the over 45 and a half split. And you know what? Like Sabrina said, it doesn't matter who you are. If you can shoot, you can shoot, AJ. Uh, That's true. That is true. And I didn't get to see any of the event, but I saw the final score. I said, oh, at least it sounds like it was at least entertaining. Shooters shoot. That's all I'm going to say. Shooters <laughs> shoot. Um, the NBA still in is going to be in its all-star break for a couple of days now. The league actually won't get back in action until Thursday. So over the course of the next couple of days, what we're going to do here on Straight Outta Vegas AM is we're going to be looking at the futures market in the NBA. We're going to look at the uh, odds to win the East, odds to win the West, odds to win the championship, and awards market as well. I mean, I think we're pretty sure that Rookie of the Year is 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 locked up, but we're going to be looking at the futures market in the NBA over the next couple of days to get you through your uh, lack of actual NBA games until Thursday. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try. If you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this, it's all online, it's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. For no additional charge, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me 
that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Only two teams in action in the top 25 yesterday, and they have something in common, Scott. They both lost on the road. Number 24, Florida Atlantic, who was getting absolutely thumped at one point by South Florida, came all the way back and almost got the job done, but fell just short. 90-86, South Florida won as a four-point dog. Number two, Purdue, 69-73. Not a nice showing for Purdue uh, as they fall at Ohio State by four Zach Eady with a double double in the loss um but uh, again just a not not a great shooting day for the rest of the boilermakers and uh this is uh it, it, we've talked about it before it's tough to win on the road and it's even tougher in the Big 10 Th- these kind of games are going to happen it's surprising that it's Ohio State who improved to 5 and 10 in Big 10 play so this is not a team that's been particularly strong this season but strong enough to get the job done against Purdue uh, not the best night for the rest of the Boilermakers outside of Edie, but also uh, in spite of the double-double, not the best night for Zach Edie himself. Six turnovers in the game for Edie. That was six of the 14 Purdue turnovers, and Ohio State did a good job taking care of the ball uh, only with six turnovers themselves. I mean, Zach Eady is the he's the player of the year, back-to-back player of the year. It would be a shock if anybody but Zach Eady were to win that award but again on the road in conference you're gonna have nights like this and this was one of those nights for Purdue their third loss of the season I don't think we need to uh to start the panic in just yet but I'll say this this is kind of what I've, I've been saying for a while there's no unstoppable teams this year there's no teams that you look at and go oh I can't imagine that team losing in March this is now uh, this Purdue team has lost at Northwestern, at Nebraska, and at Ohio State. You know, Northwestern and Nebraska are good, not great teams. Ohio State's not even a good team, but it just goes to show that you know, on any given day when you're not on your home floor, these even the best teams are vulnerable. So uh, Purdue just the the latest of these top teams to show a chink in the armor. And I feel like on our show here, Scott, the last couple of weeks. More than ever, we've been saying another upset, another upset, another upset in the top 10, another upset in the top five. It's happening more and more. It's getting to be that time of season where the madness is ready to kick in. Uh, On the slate for tonight in the top 25, we've got another top 25 team 
on the road in action. Number 21, Virginia, is at Virginia Tech. And, Scott, this is a system play. The Hokies, the unranked Hokies, two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cavaliers. And in one of the best matchups of the week, the Houston Cougars, number three in the country, they take on number 10, Iowa State. In Houston, the Cougs favored by nine-and-a-half. Just three games in the NHL yesterday. The Rangers and Islanders played the second of the stadium series games at MetLife Stadium. The outdoor games there uh, was Devils and Islanders, excuse me, Devils and Flyers on Saturday. Rangers and Islanders yesterday. It was all Islanders early, a 3-1 lead in the first period. They scored two goals in 12 seconds. Like it was just, uh, it was a dominating Islanders performance early. And Rangers rallied, uh, you know, two goals in the second period, but still found themselves down two late in the third period. And with a power play, they pulled the goalie. So they had the extra man, a six on four with about four, a little over four minutes left. And they scored a goal on the power play to make it five, four, and then pulled the goalie again. And with a minute 30 left in the game, scored uh, another power play goal to tie the game at five. And 10 seconds into overtime, literally right off the overtime faceoff, Artemi Panarin got the game winner as the Rangers stunned the Islanders 6-5 to five there at MetLife Stadium. Uh, fitting that it's the two New York teams playing each other, MetLife Stadium, where both the Jets and Giants play. Elsewhere, the Penguins honored Yarmir Yager by retiring his jersey number. It was a whole Yarmir Yager appreciation day there in Pittsburgh. The players uh, during pregame warm-up all wore number 68 Yager jerseys and mullet wigs as they skated on the <laughs> ice and the legend himself Yarmir Yager actually joined them on the ice for the pregame skate but the fans were not sent home happy as the Penguins had a one nothing lead and the Kings scored two goals in the final six minutes of the game. Two quick goals, goals in like three minutes apart from each other as L.A. stuns the Penguins two to one. And it was the avalanche of four three win over the Coyotes. Let's take a look for your schedule today. A lot of day games in the NHL as it is President's Day. So we have a couple of early puck drops uh, in the NHL. Anaheim is at Buffalo. Buffalo minus 192 favorites. Toronto at St. Louis. The Maple Leafs minus 162. Dallas visits Boston where the Bruins cannot get out of their own way. I was saying the other day to, you know, my best bet was betting Boston on Saturday as they had lost three straight games at home. And this is a team that had one of the best home records in hockey. Well, they have now lost four straight games at home as they blew a, uh, a late lead against LA boy, LA, the Kings of the comeback uh, lately, Boston. Now looking there, another fifth home game in a row. They're looking to snap that four game home losing skid. They are minus minus one thirty favorites against Dallas this afternoon. Vancouver's at Minnesota and uh, Vancouver minus one fifteen favorites. Detroit at Seattle. Seattle minus one twenty eight. Winnipeg at Calgary and the Jets minus one twenty six. VGK visits San Jose and the Knights are minus two seventy. Edmonton is at Arizona. The Oilers minus two fifty eight. That is not the heaviest favorite of the day. Heaviest favorite of the day is the Carolina Hurricanes minus 440 at home against the Chicago Blackhawks. Eesh. And finally, Tampa, a minus 156 favorite at home against Ottawa. Yesterday, we put a wrap on the Genesis Invitational where Hideki Matsuyama won his fourth PGA Tour title 
and he did it in impressive fashion. Six shots back to start the final round on Sunday. Shot a nine under 62 uh, to win the tournament. Of course, this tournament was a, it was a big deal because Tiger Woods was playing. Well, he did play for a little while and uh, withdrew in the second round. Uh, and Matsuyama said himself, like how disappointed Tiger wasn't here to take a shot or to, to take a photo with me at the end, but he did tweet out congrats to a Hideki, uh, on an incredible win at the Genesis was watching all day and seeing a record breaking 62 and coming from six shots back is truly special. Um, so that was Matsuyama who came into the week, uh, hadn't had a top 10 finish in 20 straight starts, the longest draft, uh, longest drought of his career. He was 80 to one to win the tournament was 125 to one entering the final round and got the job done. The Dodgers spring training opener will be on Thursday against the San Diego Padres, but two-time MVP Shohei Otani will not participate in that game Dodgers manager Dave Roberts encouraged by Otani's progress as he recovers from elbow surgery but he is still not ready to participate in games and will not play in the Dodgers spring training opener again on Thursday uh, as they get things going against the Padres Otani did not participate in batting practice yesterday Um, look he's gonna play a lot this year (laughs) he um, is not gonna pitch we know that, but he's still going to be very capable of winning the MVP because of how good he is offensively. Otani is the third favorite to win the MVP right now behind Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts. He is plus 650, and if you're looking at you know most home runs, uh, he he's one of the he's one of the top guys on the list. You know, so that could be a good. You know, if you want to bet that regular season leaders, here's your home run leaders. It is uh, Otani's actually fifth or is sixth. So you got Aaron Judge, Matt Olson, Pete Alonso, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, and Otani. Soto and Otani have the same odds at plus 900 to lead the league in home runs. To lead the league in RBIs, Otani is uh, behind Jordan Alvarez, Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Pete Alonso, Austin Riley, and Matt Olson. So. Dodgers hoping for a big year from the guy that they signed to a $700 million contract, uh, but he will not. The big the, the news for now is that he will not participate in their spring training opener on Thursday. UFC 297 over this weekend in Anaheim, California, saw Alexander Volkanovsky lose his featherweight title via knockout. Uh, and Ilya Taporia, your new featherweight champion. Volkanovsky had been the champ in that division since 2019. An incredible run uh, came to an end there. They did announce the final fights for UFC 300, and we've got two titles on the line at UFC 300. Alex Pereira and Jamal Hill will fight for the light heavyweight title. Uh, the women's strawweight title will be on the line as well with Weili Zhang and Yan Zhanan. Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway will be fighting for the BMF title. Not a real title, but a BMF title. Charles Oliveira takes on Armand Sarukian, Yuri Prohoshka, and Alexander Rakic. And Calvin Cater, Aljamain Sterling. A six-fight main card. And then, of course, the top prelim 
uh, top prospect in the UFC, Bo Nickel, takes on Cody Brundage. So a stacked UFC oh, wow. 300 we card. Bet, we haven't bet Bo Nickel in a while. We have not bet Bo Nickel in a while. He hasn't fought in a while. And when we do bet him, it's usually you got to lay the juice. You got to be you got to have an appetite going, for uh, the no, juice. We, we go under under one round. That's usually the way to do it, and it, yeah. it's it's been wildly effective for Bo Nickel. But this time we're we're gonna have to wait, Scott, until uh, April thirteenth. That's when UFC three hundred takes place here at T-Mobile Arena. All right. Well, we're still offering that UFC inspired promo code. Doesn't mean you have to buy a UFC bet, although you could. But anything you buy at pregame.com, you could take 20% off if you use the promo code CAGE20. CAGE20, C A G E 20, gets you 20% off your purchase at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Enjoy your President's Day. We are straight out of Vegas. Oh, yeah.